You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Leading Lady Fitness Podcast. This is Steph Wilberting, your host. Here, we'll be talking about all things wellness, how it impacts our journey and affects the way we show up in the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode with Jerry Mitchell. I am so grateful and so honored to have you here. How are you today? I'm great and I'm happy to be here. It means so much to me. This podcast means a lot to me because the goal here is to talk to people from all different parts of the industry and industry adjacent about their journey with self-care, how it's affected the way they show up. And I think there's a really great opportunity here to get some perspective on someone who's showing up in a different way than the performers I've talked to, or, um, you know, it's just, it's just a different conversation, even though that has been part of your life as well. I'm really excited. I know you from a self-care world, right? From Mark Fisher (laughs) days. And I know you're still killing it. Tomorrow I finish, I finish another six weeks snatch tomorrow. Do you know how many that's been? Oh, I know it's been 10 years. I've been, I've been, I've been actually training at Mark Fisher Fitness now for 10 years because I did the very first training, uh, uh, I, I, I would just before my 50th birthday, um, it's maybe a little over 10 years or just on my 50th, the year of my 50th birthday, I had lost my mom. Mm-hmm. And um, we were extremely close, and I I mourned her passing and stuff. But you know, being me, being busy, being me, and and continuing on, I don't know that I took the right amount of time to mourn that. And I learned in the process of the year that I had lost a bit of myself. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, I found myself in the bathtub. That was my place to go meditate turn off and focus on me from the inside out and mm-hmm. i would i would meditate and i thought you have to get back to being your physical self you have you you've put a blanket on your physical self i didn't want to do the physical things that brought me joy cuz i was in mourning for my mother yeah. and I saw all these people coming into my auditions who had changed their bodies. And I was going, what have you done? What have you done to present yourself in such a positive way? And I heard this name over and over, Mark Fisher Fitness, Mark Fisher Fitness, Mark Fisher Fitness, until I finally said to my friend, Brian Patrick Murphy, what the hell is Mark Fisher Fitness? And I found out about it and I cleared my schedule. 
so I could participate in a six-week program with this guy because I was seeing the results on other people. I liked it and I wanted it. Mm -hmm. So I figured out how to make myself available to receive that training. And I walked in at 50-something. I think I was 50 or 51 because I'm 62 now. And uh, it was literally like somebody had pushed the reboot button on me, the computer, to change the way I thought about my physical being and how to maintain it at my new age uh, and and successfully move forward as I started this second act of my life, yeah. right? And uh, it was just a huge eye-opener. Talk about self-care, right. you know, finding that lifeline to the next act mm -hmm. really was what it was for me. And it's yeah. why I'm such a huge fan of it because... You know, you know, because you were there also. And Mark is a type of person who promotes 1% better each day. And you can interpret that a million ways. But the number one thing all of us need to do is show up for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And by showing up for yourself, anything's possible. Yeah. It's for me, I mean, I think we could do an entire episode with how that place has changed so many lives, right? Both from a client coming in the door and ninja coming in the door to me who started as a client started as a ninja worked there left took that version that inspiration to a whole nother city and did it yeah you don't go to mark fisher fitness and just work out you go to mark fisher fitness to work out but you leave with the knowledge he gives you the knowledge of how to continue on your own, whether you ever mm -hmm. come back into that building or not. He gives you the knowledge. He gives you the tools. That doesn't happen when you go to the gym by yourself, right? You can have a membership at Equinox and you can go six days a week and you can work out, but nobody's giving you the knowledge. Yeah. And he gives you the knowledge. You can take that knowledge and do whatever you want with it. And yeah. I've used it. I've used it whether I'm going and actively studying with him or whether I'm on my own in London working on a musical, wherever I am, I can right. take the knowledge with me and apply it daily to, to my life. So yeah. that's why it's such a game changer. For yeah, me. absolutely. And that kind of brings up an interesting point that I've been thinking about. A girlfriend and I were talking about this idea of journey of taking care of ourselves and how it changes over the years and how we're so programmed to say things like I fell off the wagon. I need, you know, I've, yeah. I'm falling yeah. off track. I've been bad. All these things that just internally <laughs> beat us up. Right. And how can we shift that into a, what is the next moment of my journey going to look like? What is this next chapter, right? Whether it's a 10 year chapter, or a 10 month chapter. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people about what these last two years have been like and how it affected their journey. And what I'd love to hear from you is how did the pandemic affect your relationship to yourself and how you care for yourself? And was there a moment where you needed to kind of realign or not? Like, I'm just curious how that went for you because it, it's been yeah. all over the place for everyone. It was two years. It still is now. Now, mm -hmm. now we're entering this phase of stepping back back into the room, I'll say as a metaphor. And do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? Is everybody here healthy? Is everybody here not healthy? You know, so many questions linger in the air. How do we move forward and do what we love in a very um, close and contact business with uh, maintaining our health and maintaining the health of the people we love in the room, right? So uh, it started out, you know, 
First of all, I've worked here in New York City now for over 40 years as a dancer, choreographer, associate, assistant, director, producer, 40 years. Yeah. I came to New York when I was 20 years old. I never in my life imagined the business that is my livelihood would close itself up tight for a week, let more than a day, let alone two years. Yeah. I will never forget Friday the 13th. We were in that room doing a workshop and the producers came in and said, we're going to read it and we're all going home. Six isn't six didn't do its opening night the night before. And we were we had a few cases in the city and I thought, well, this will be over with in a couple weeks. Everybody mm -hmm. will get the flu or get covid. They'll get over it and we'll get back to work. And then the pandemic came like a ginormous tidal wave and washed over all of us. And I think for myself and many people and friends, we were stunned. Yeah. I was stunned. I was, I was shocked into silence, really. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, I have a house and my partner, Ricky Schroeder and I, the, the good Ricky Schroeder, uh, <laughs> Ricky, Ricky, Ricky A. Schroeder, yeah. uh, we went to our house and we hunkered down and waited for news. And we found a way to, con thank God we have internet. Could you imagine going I through know. the pandemic a hundred years ago when they didn't have a way to communicate no. other than in person? I mean, do we, do you realize how fortunate we are as a, as a, a, a human society that we have this tool and how this tool affected our journey for better and yeah. for worse in this, in this pandemic? So we hunkered down and we listened to the, to, to science yeah. and we paid attention and we stayed in touch with our friends and family, mostly through the, the internet. We had game nights on Friday night. Yeah. We established it right away. And we, we would have game nights with his family and our friends. And uh, we, we got into things that would bring us joy. Like what? Exercising. Yeah. Making sure we, we woke up and we found a time in the day. I would do it early in the morning. Ricky would do it in the afternoon. But we found our individual times to do something physical to bring those endorphins into our world. We had the outdoors because we were at the beach and it was, you know, pretty much empty. Right. Um, we, um, and even in the summer, when more people came out to the ocean, our house is on a a, a piece of sand called Fire Island, and we're in the gay enclave, of the Fire Island Pines, which, you know, is basically a, a seasonal uh, mm -hmm. uh, escape. And we found a way to isolate out there and uh, take care of each other. And thank God we, thank God I had him. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was at times it was like stifling, you know, oh my God, I need more room and we're in a house <laughs> together. And then at times it was like, I need you. I need you just yeah. to be here across from me and to talk and to read and to watch a movie together and, 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 uh, have human contact. Yeah. I was very fortunate. The thing you were saying about having technology to keep us connected. Like I know for me, it yeah. literally changed my life. Like I took yeah. all of my business online and it's, you know, it's the reason why I'm actually back in New York. Cause I can, I've created a new life livelihood for myself and, but it was so imperative to have that because it was lonely. It was, it, and I was alone with my dog, but even people that were 
with their family, with their partners, with their kids, whatever, there are moments where you're like, I need connection. That's not what I'm having, you know, that's different. And it was. Yeah. You know, I do a yearly benefit called Broadway Bears, mm-hmm. which is a fundraiser for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. And it's a basically it's a night when the, the, the community, the theatrical community comes together and we put on a modern day burlesque and it's mm-hmm. one part amazing scandalous and one part comedy and one part joy. And it's really become a celebration of life. And uh, we weren't going to be able to do it because of the pandemic. And I learned that early in, you know, early on. And it was, I thought, what are we going to do? And then I said, I, I called Tom Biola and everyone at Broadway Cares and I said, we have to do a virtual event and we have to present the show and we have to raise money online because these kids, all of our kids mm-hmm. are need, A, they need something to do. B, I'm concerned for them, their livelihoods. And, and if we can raise money for Broadway Cares and they need money, they can come to Broadway Cares and get money for things they need, food, clothing, shelter, medicines. So I said, this is a great time to take care of our community and a great time to figure out how to do a virtual show. I didn't know how to do a virtual right. show. I was like, how am I going to do this? But I got in touch with the people who could help me. And we put on two virtual shows in the past two years and raise over $2.2 million online for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. That's amazing. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And not only did we, like you said, you took the the lessons of the internet and said, okay, I have to pivot. How am I going to use this to engage the people who would usually come in person and keep everyone focused on, we will be back. We will be back in person, but we just can't be back in person right now. So let's do what we can to stay connected. Yeah. And this internet and stuff was, you know, it was a livelihood for a lot of us. Yeah. A livelihood in the sense that not making money for ourselves, but making connections yeah. for ourselves yeah. and keeping connections. Yeah. I want to change directions a little bit, switch gears a little bit. So yeah, two things kind of performance related. I'd love to hear your thoughts on. First is I've had a conversation about this with a few other people. And this is my limited knowledge about going to conservatory. So I'm in my forties now. I did not go to school for musical theater, but my knowledge of conservatory, right? What is your take on the, maybe not anymore, but what potentially was the absence of strength training for performers until later in life. So had a few conversations with my dancer friends that are my age now. They're like, you know, I danced so much in my teens and twenties and thirties. And then I kind of discovered strength training, right? Kettlebell training, barbell training. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to know what that would have felt like if I had that tool younger. Have you ever yeah. had, like, what is your take on that? What are your thoughts around that? Well, you know, for me, the, the dancer aesthetic in a Broadway show has changed in the 40 years I've been in the business, yeah. right? When I came, when I came to New York, my body was built by the classes that I took as a dancer. Mm-hmm. So it was a natural dancer's body. 
any muscle and development I had was probably from high school athletics when I was dancing in high school, but also playing football sports and, you know, track football and uh, basketball. So, um, but working on muscle strength never really happened for me until I kind of got into my late twenties, early Mm thirties, 10 years into New York, I saw the shift in like a body that was considered an athletic body suddenly was the body to have, Hmm. right? Which was, which for me was the end of my career. I I actually stopped dancing when I was 23, but then I went back at 30 to be in the Will Rogers Follies and the part I was playing required me to be almost naked on stage. So I got into a very serious weight training and diet program, food and diet, food and Mm -hmm. exercise program, not diet, to eat, to feed my muscle and starve the fat and really build up definition. And I did. And it was also, it was the start of Broadway Bears because there was a shift. There was a shift in the early nineties, not only here in America, but also on the West End where I had worked and was working. I was seeing a shift towards not just a, a dance athletic body, but an actually physical, muscular athletic body. My feeling is, is that I I don't feel like one is better than the other or one is more necessary than the other. I see dancers who do not go to the gym and have physiques that look like, you know, they were built by God, right? Right. It, it, it literally quite lit. I mean, your lower half of your body, if you are a real dancer and you're jumping every day, you are going to have defined thighs, calves, behind butt, buttocks muscles. They're going to be developed and defined, right? If mm-hmm. you're jumping, if you're leaving the ground, that's what gets developed, right? The upper body is push-ups and all the other stuff that we do, lifts and push-ups. Um, you can't get incredibly huge from that, but you can get incredibly defined and cut. You know, look at any real dancer who trains on a daily basis. I'm talking about an hour and a half, two hour ballet class as right. their, as their warm up for the rest of the day of dancing. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. that's one style. And, um, I, I like both. I, I don't yeah. have a preference. I, I like them both. What has been your personal, could you say like in the last, we'll say 12 years, right? We'll, we'll use the Mark Fisher, the beginning of that journey. Yeah. yeah. What have you noticed just about your own your own relationship to yourself with moving heavy weight around. What is that what has that well, done for you? First of all, when you can lift heavy weight, you're going to build muscle automatically, we all know. So mm-hmm. you're going to build muscle and that's going to lose fat, right? Just mm-hmm. that act in itself. So so it's a great thing to do if your joints are healthy enough to do it. You don't just go over and pick up a 45-pound dumbbell and start lifting it if you haven't done that. You have to get there, right? You have to take the steps to get to 45. So you got to start at 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. There's a a training process that you need to follow. So your joints can handle the impact of doing the work. I find as I age... It's harder for me to lift heavy, Mm -hmm. so I tend to pull back a little bit and up my reps, Mm -hmm. but but I am trying to engage as much muscle and all of the muscles as best as I can because I realize I can get the the, um, hilt 
exercise from the class Mm -hmm. and from, you know, the dancing. But what I need to do is I need to keep as much muscle on my body as long as I can. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. And I know for me, there was a shift in, yes, this training, this relationship to training is about certain health benefits and aesthetic goals. But then there is a shift at a certain point where it's like, and it's also about my mental health, right? It's also about my mood. Oh my God, it's so much about my mood. Um, but I I am finishing six weeks of Mark Fisher tomorrow. Now, you know the program and you know the kind of exercises that mm-hmm. are basically you're asked to do. One of the major exercises in Mark Fisher you do every time you take that class is a, the basic push-up, mm-hmm. right? Push-up is like one of the major body exercises that you do. And we do Hundreds of them, if not thousands, in six weeks. So I didn't do a single push-up in this six-week period because I had hurt my shoulder. And I don't think I tore my rotator cuff. Not not doing Mark Fisher prior to doing the thing, dancing and doing some crazy routine I was doing. And I woke up one day and I said to Ricky, oh, my shoulder feels wacky. And I had a real week of it, like going, oh, God, I called the doctor. He said, take some, you know, uh, anti-inflammatory and see how it feels next week. And I do what I've been doing my entire yeah. life is rice, rest, ice, elevate, mm-hmm. and compression. So the shoulder's better. It's a lot better. But yeah. I haven't done a push-up in six weeks. And I didn't do a push-up because I didn't want to make it worse. So I had to, I had to, I had to figure out what I was going to do instead of that push-up to still activate those muscles you know, so I got a, I got a ring and I was doing presses and I eventually just, just last week I was able to substitute for a push up actual dumbbell presses on my back. So now I'm actually pushing right with, with fit. I started with 10 and now I'm up to 25. So I'm pushing, right. And I'm getting bet, better and getting stronger and the shoulders better. It's not hurting as much. And I have full motion. There's a couple of Clicks and crunches, crunches in there. I can yeah, hear yeah. and feel, but the knowledge I have helped me. And talk about your mood. You know, the first week, the conversation in my head every day was, "Am I going to get through the class? Do I have to cancel doing this?" Yeah. And I said, "Come, come, hell or high water, I am going to figure this out. I am not going to use this as an excuse not to show up." So you know. You have to, and it made me strong. It made me healthy to figure it out. Make it work for yourself. Life isn't fair. Working out, you're not going to feel great every time you walk into the gym to work out. So go in and say, okay, what can I do? Listen to your body and say, okay, what can I do to get myself a step further in the right direction, right? Yeah. How can I adapt? How can I adapt? How can I make it? Yeah. 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 Or do I just not show up? Do I just not show up? I mean, come on. I always say show up and do whatever feels good for you today. And then and I remember a colleague used to say, sometimes it's about punching the card, doing the work and punching out and not letting it have to be like a major moment every time you show up at the gym. And, you know, this round, it, for me, I also, like, I relaxed about it a little bit more. Like even, you know, you know, you know me. Yeah. I don't show I don't show up like with sleep in my eyes. I show up like, let's go, yeah. right? I'm ready to go. <laughs> and 
and I said, Jerry, just chill out a little bit. You're going to do the class. You don't have to like, you know, you don't mm-hmm. have to have the egg whites sitting waiting for you to eat the minute you stop. <laughs> you can actually take 30 minutes to make your breakfast after yeah. class because you, you, you've decided to take a 730 <laughs> class, you crazy man. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. yeah so. You grant yourself a little grace on this one. Yeah, I did. Uh, amazing. Okay. This is kind of a kind of a question that is very open to interpretation. What is something, and this is really not related to self-care, it's just something like I like to ask people, what is something that really juices you up? Like something that might even keep you awake at night? Not about not stressful, but something that you're like, this is the thing Mu- that M- music. Music, 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 music is always in my head. Even when I'm not working, I start humming. I'm always, always, in. music is infusing my spirit constantly. I, I listen, okay, so Six the Musical, I probably listen to the soundtrack of Six the Musical a billion times, right? Because I just put it on and like, yeah. I sing every song and work out to it. I've been doing that for like three years now. <laughs> but now, I, now I, a couple of times, I'll, I'll, recently I've, I've used Encanto, Encan- Encanto, the, yeah. oh my God, I'm, just like, I'm like in crazy love with it. And now I'm working on a new musical. So I've got those songs in my head. So when I lay down to go to sleep, and Ricky says I fall asleep like that. You don't feel that way. I hear <laughs> I hear those songs in my head until I'm out, right? And yeah. then when I wake up, they're in my head when I wake up. Music is always in my head, even during silence. I have to, if I really want to meditate and listen, I, I sometimes have to try. I've learned to turn off the music. It's hard for me mm-hmm. because... I dance, my, my, I'm, I'm just always in, but it's also one of the things that just makes me feel so good. And there isn't, isn't one kind of music. I listen to all, Mm -hmm. all kinds of music. I was at a physical therapy session this week and my therapist said, my physical therapist said, what other things do you do to help you feel better that aren't related to your body? And it's kind of on this, to this you know, to this point, which was if music is the thing that brings you so much joy, it's going to inevitably help you heal because of what it does to your mood, right? When we're in a better mood, you're going to take, you're more likely to take care of yourself. I know for me, meditation is like clutch for me. It always helps. I do it every morning. I try to do it every afternoon. It helps me get out of my own way enough because I have a history yeah. of getting in my own way. And my version of getting my own way was like, just don't go work out. Don't take care of yourself. Yeah. Right? If there's one thing you could encourage a younger person wanting to enter this field around how to care for themselves, what would you tell them to do? Uh, I feel I'm going to, I'm going to base it on myself. If I were talking to my younger self, I'd say, slow down. Mm-hmm. Breathe, think, listen, right? Take the time to listen because often we're so eager to jump in and do, we haven't heard the assignment Mm -hmm. clearly, Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of times youth can make up for that. But as you get a little older, the clearer you are on what the goal is, the easier it is to attain it. Yeah. Right. So, so, but that takes focus and it takes the time to quietly listen to what the assignment is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
And whether you're giving the assignment to yourself or you're getting it from someone else, know the assignment. Yeah. Great. We're wrapping yeah. up. We're going to do a rapid fire. And then I have one quick story to tell about you that I want the listeners to hear. Oh boy. Here we go. First Broadway show you were in. Uh, Brigadoon. Brigadoon. First Broadway show you choreographed. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. First Broadway show you choreographed and directed. Legally Blonde. What's your favorite Broadway show? Oh <laughs> my God, that's impossible. Well, I'm going to say a chorus line. Great. Awesome. If any show were to be revived, what would you want that to be? I would like to see... Oh, I'd like to see Maine right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, um, this is a little off-Broadway. Okay, favorite food? Uh, risotto. Risotto. Favorite restaurant? My parents' restaurant, Gene Mitchell's The Friendly Place. That's no longer in Michigan, yeah. but that was my favorite oh, that's restaurant. that's awesome. <laughs> favorite vacation spot? St. Bart's. Yes. A secret talent people don't know you have? I'm a really good cook. Yes. Okay, and today, something you're extremely grateful for? Ricky Schroeder. Awesome. Um, I'm so glad you're here. So my quick story, I'm going to have the timeline off, but it was, I'm going to say about 2013. Uh, I was a client at Mark Fisher and I was waiting tables at Bar Centrale. And I had just been hired to work at the gym, but I had about a five week crossover where I was like, I'm not really sure what is, how it's all going to play out. So I'm going to do both jobs for five weeks to just take care of myself financially. So I would wait tables until I get home at like two 30 and I had to get on an eight o'clock subway to get back to Mark Fisher to teach all day. It was a cycle. I did it. I did it. I did it. My last shift. I remember I'd send this about five times in my life. I'd said, I'm never waiting tables again. And then I'd leave and do a show and come back and I'd go back to waiting tables. But this one, I had a hunch that this journey into fitness would maybe be something, you know, a little bit longer. So I had a shift on a Monday night, which are usually a slow night because there's not a lot of shows on Monday. It was going to be my last shift. And I remember planning my apron and dance co clogs were going in the break room in the garbage. And you oh, and Mark, you must have been in a class or something with me that day. But you were going to like a benefit concert. You know how a lot of the benefits are on Monday nights when everything else is dark. Right, right, right. And you're like, we'll come in. And so you and Mark came in and you sat in my section. It was my last night waiting tables at Bar Centrale. I got to wait on you and my new boss and friend. And the manager was like a little bit like, you know, you're not really supposed to fraternize with the guests. And Jerry's, you know, we, I was like, I know that, you know, it's like, they're my friends and I will never forget it. Cause it was like, here are two people that are part of my new, the new thing come into like, kind of punctuate my final waitressing shift. And I have not waited tables since. So oh my God. not that there's anything wrong with it. I was just done. I was ready to retire. I, I miss Bar Central. <laughs> I just went back. I just went back. I miss it so much. It's great. Yeah. Well, we can go on a Monday night. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for being here. Your time, it means so much to me. You've been so supportive of all of us from from that lovely place on 39th Street as we venture out and do other things. Um, And it's really, it's I really, really am grateful for that. I'm so proud of you. Um, All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us today. Check out other episodes on all streaming platforms, including the Broadway Podcast Network app. Be well and see you next time.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.